Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. Your look at Selena's news, culture, hidden police cameras. <laughs> the Felici or whatever is going to be like, nah, dude, they're not hidden. Hidden they, in plain sight. Yeah. Then they, they said, yeah, that they will be. Um, anyway, yeah, welcome back. Welcome to another episode. It has been a while. Man, this whole Omicron thing and that's been a part i always that's my excuse instead of me being lazy and not getting guests i'm like it's omicron i'm trying to be safe yeah um safety first yeah well i mean we have a lot of shows coming in out of the studio and people have gotten sick you know and i don't know my big thing is still like oh salad bites is where it started like we're gonna be on cnn and they're like this is the super spreader and then we're gonna get shut down i don't my anxiety i love that you have such a great like um you know, a healthy ego about, you know, the the company and whatnot. <laughs> that is true. I, I say, oh, it's anxiety. But like, wait, you're saying that CNN is going to pay attention exactly. to Exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, it's my anxiety that thinks that, not my ego. I never thought about it that way. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, as you can hear on the other side of the mic here, I am not alone. I do have Samantha from 831 Comadres. Hola. What's up? Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I could do this alone. I do my football without hesitation alone, and I can do it. But it's just not the same. It's just not the same. You don't get the same energy. And after a month or so of not releasing episodes, I didn't want. I don't want to bore people. Yeah, we all know you drive. are highly capable, Oz. But as someone who has a co-host, I know it's definitely easier to have someone to kind of bounce ideas off of and kind of get the conversation. Yeah, and also hopefully they give a contrasting view because mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people, especially to me, I'm over here like the universe doesn't matter. There's no point, and I'm sure <laughs> people definitely give a contrast. Yeah, so people, I'm that. sure, like they listen and they're like, "I like you, I like the show, but fuck, you're wrong. You're so wrong here." <laughs> Anyone who <laughs> listens to Comadres knows that, yeah, you are very wrong. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's where it's that's also cool, you know, because then you speaking of ego for an hour, you can be, I am right. Nobody's <laughs> been checking me, you know. I mean, look at Elon Musk and Joe Rogan and those types. You know, nobody checks them, and so. Wow. They just say the craziest shit that comes to their mind. No one tells them no. Kanye, another person, you know that. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Man, so we're not a gossip show or whatever, but can I give a big old shout out to Julia Fox? Did you? Oh. I don't know if you even know who she is, but she no. was she was in Uncut Gems with the Adam Sandler movie. Okay, she I pl- know of the movie, but I never watched it. Yeah, she was great. Really big butt. That's why the Kanye thing comes in. But anyway, she... <laughs> I forget that this is a different kind of show than yeah. Comadres, but go she, ahead. <laughs> it stands out. When you see that, even... That's where the... Like, it's so... Where even straight woman would be like, look at that. But did you... Are you seeing oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... It's, yeah, but I um, <laughs> she is now dating Kanye. Okay. Right before dating Kanye, she was hooking up with Drake. All who right. is apparently Drake and Kanye are like persona non grata to each other. They yeah, really don't like each other. They're like frenemies, no? Yeah. But I'm like, dude, she's not an A-list celebrity. I, but like. Oh, she will be very soon. Exactly. Kanye. Kanye literally okay. has a song, Overnight Celebrity, with Twista, <laughs> about <laughs> that. But I'm like, dude, that was the most ballerous player move ever. <laughs> 
like I guess, Drake and Kanye, two of the most ginormous stars. And then just by doing that, just by you m- making their feud even more, like your status is going to elevate Julia Fox. I understand what you're saying, but again, here's the contrasting opinion to that. Like, I don't like the idea that people are going to associate her stardom with fame to the person that she is currently sleeping with. And that's who propelled her career as opposed to her being able to like stand on her own two feet. And like, do you know what I'm saying? It seems the fact that she pulled that move. I think she's super smart. So she is going to use this like a launch pad. I hope that you're right. Me too. Yeah. I don't think most people do that, but I, I hope that you're, I don't know most a lot about pop culture, but based yeah, exactly. on what you're telling me. So I just saw it and I was like, that's such a baller move. I'm really glad that's that such I a baller move. I'm learning all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really good about where I am in life right now. You know, <laughs> I just, well, yeah, I just read headlines and I, well, I, cause I, I don't, most of the times I don't, it's weird. You read about celebrity headlines. You're like, who oh, the fuck are these people? Yeah. But this one has like, I recognize all of them. And that is a baller move, Julia Fox. So anyway, baller move of the week, Julia Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I just invented that right now. As per Oz. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm sure people are like, dude, this ain't TMZ, man. The yeah. Selena's underground. We want the Selena's. <laughs> How does that pertain to the 831 Oz? Bring it all together now, full circle. <laughs> We're getting played as citizens by our leaders. No. <laughs> <laughs> the They're same, fucking us. The same way Oz, or the same way uh, Kanye is playing the fucking media. Yeah, they're using <laughs> us to propel their celebrity while leaving us behind. No. Just, just. Um, no, no. Tell me about our beautiful Let's city. talk about parks. We're talking about parks, man. Because it's Love been a it. while now. Because, man, I've had these notes since, like, early December. But... For those that don't know, because a lot of our listeners is expatriates that are out there in the diaspora, (laughs) the Salinas (laughs) diaspora. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how I've heard it called. Okay. I've never heard it pronounced in real life. I've only ever read it in in books. Man, it's a weird ass word. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard diaspora. Diaspora. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Gracias. So, yeah. So for those that might be out of the loop uh, and, and. Again, and I like to mix in because I know I can get heavy with the sadness and gloominess and darkness and that. Us? Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> I'm, I like that. I know that about myself. So here's a little, I like to shine a little light sometimes. Yeah, I think that's the first of the 12 steps. Right, yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, really, really cool news. Really great news. A couple parks in Salinas have gotten a lot, like a, a substantial amount of money. And the first one start there with Closter Park because that is, yeah, that is such literally an iconic park, not because it has like iconic features, but it's just, it's in the middle, like a dense, like Manhattan dense neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So it's really rare to find open space. When I lived on the East side, I lived on Laurel right behind that park. I have so many memories like I knew, you know, all like the little fences that move to the side or the, oh, yeah, or the yeah. apartments that, that connect on both streets that mm-hmm. don't lock their gate. And- <laughs> yeah. To go all, all the little side cuts. Yeah. It's funny. You would mention that actually when I was a very, very young child, I'm talking like three, four years old, I lived on beach street or no, is that beach street? 
Well, it was the sh- it's the street. I literally lived right across the street from Colostra Park, like closer to the softball field. Yeah, yeah. Closer to the baseball field mm-hmm. sides. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and it's it is it's like because it's got the little league. You know, it's got mm-hmm. the the little league there, which was probably like the only time a lot of white people went to the east side. <laughs> I'm sure in the speaking some of the teams, but it was cool. You know, my nephews played they, little league there. They lived in Gonzales, and so. Dude, yeah, and yeah. that's yeah, that's great. And the Girl Scouts are there. Mm-hmm. The Girl Scouts of Monterey County were there. My sister was a Girl Scout be- because they were there. I mean, that's literally why. Like, my mom wasn't gonna drive her anywhere else. Like, we could walk there. Um, the freaking I love. <laughs> at some point, they redid the tennis courts, and they just stayed there. Nobody played tennis. <laughs> they were perfectly and, intact. <laughs> and eventually, they had they realized that people just go play futbolito. Oh, okay. So they had it, they redid them and it's just now they're a soccer thing. And, um, but anyway, and it also, uh, the uh, Kloster, I know they have a boxing club there. I don't know if it's called Kloster Boxing Club, oh, but, no. but they had, yeah, that rec center is also pretty legendary, you know, and yeah. And again, I remember being there on summers, you know, it, back when they were cool, man, back when you would just go and they would give you like a kickball or something and you could yeah. just play. And it's like right up the street or it's literally right across the street. What's in the church that's right St. Mary's. St. Mary's. My cousin All got the married there. People, Santa Maria. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Santa Maria. Yeah. Santa Maria. Yeah. Everyone says Christ the King. I'm like, where is that? And they're like, no, that's Cristo Rey. Rey. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I'm okay. Saying, yeah. When you say St. Mary's and Santa Maria, people say Christ the King. And I'm like, where the fuck is that? They're like, Cristo Rey. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> The pink church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Santa Maria. Yeah, again, that was another thing. Come go come out of church, go across the street, because you come out of church and it's all the vendors are right there. Yes, the all of them. Yeah. All the fruta. Exactly. So you get your stuff, you go across the street, you just lay in the park. Your kid can run around as much and it's flat. So like, I don't know, yeah, I'm, I can see you from all the way on the other side, yep. bro. And I say east side, no one steals kids on the east side. There's already all kinds of odds. They're baby kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this kid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, exactly. Right across the street from St. Mary's, which is, it's the, that's the East side church, right? That's the cathedral of the yeah. East side. I don't, yeah. There's a, I mean, there's Cristo Rey is one of them. St. Mary's I think is another really big one. I did my catechism at St. Mary's cause they have that little school across the street on the mm-hmm. other side. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there, but yeah, they have that. I remember when they built that hall, <laughs> There's a that hall. Was like a, that's where my cousin got married. My oh, cousin, really? My cousin got married at St. Mary's, and then they did the the ceremony or the reception at that hall when it was like very new. Um, yeah, and I that's like one of the big memories that I have there. Oh, like I Rafael's kids in Paz Descanse. That'd yeah. be so fun because I'm like, fuck, when I go in there, I'm gonna get a tole. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all cold and shit, and I was like, I know what's in there. Mm-hmm. I know it's in there. And um, yeah, so anyway, dude, that, again, this is home run. You you could have spent that money on any other park on the east side. It still would have been amazing. Cesar Chavez Park needs a lot of help. That would have been nice. Okay. But Kloster is so iconic. It's the Pino for us, you know. Pretty it's much, our yeah. Pino or whatever, the like Echo Park, whatever the hell they have legendary down there. Again, basically, it. Uh, you're talking uh, about cinco puntos. Tres puntos. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> from the movie Blood, Blood, Blood Out. Who are you fighting? <laughs> Tres puntos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
I, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> this is a great day. <laughs> yeah. So, and because at first I loved when they put the little pergola or whatever bandstand there. Yes. I thought that was so smart. I forget what Rotary Club did it, but when that mm-hmm. first went in, I thought that was genius. I said, yes, this is, it should be a Mexican plaza. When you go to Mexico, because it's hot in Mexico for the most part. So people aren't chilling. Like when the sun goes down and it's still warm, everybody goes to the plaza. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking out of my ass because I'm from, I go to Mexicali. It's a bigger city. It's not really like that. (laughs) But but they go to the street, you know. Nosotros somos el rancho. We're from the ranch. So that's exactly, you're absolutely right. Like every little town, every little ranchito or little pueblo has their own little plaza very, very close to the church. And everything in the, you know, lives are centered around kind of community. So the plaza is a very, it's, it's a place for a lot of community to happen. There's a lot of like commerce there as well. People go and take their things to sell and stuff like that. So it's very much a hub of the community. Yeah. Um. So... A lot of them do have these little, you know what I mean? Cute little gazebo type deals or whatever. And Yeah, I've, I've seen it in movies. Yeah, or, you, know, you or, congregate or, yeah. there. And- With Pozole, who's a friend of the show, if you've been listening for a while, you know Pozole's name. Because he's from Michoacan. Mm-hmm. And he'll Michoacan. describe it. And I, and it's like, can we go there? <laughs> I, can we? Let's go there. That's I want to do that. That seems cool. And, I, and I'm not even smelling that. I can imagine how it smells. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then in Michoacan, they kill, you know, we're, we're known for pigs. Like, uh, oh, really? So you're saying smell it? Like, oh. they have, you know, they puercos in these big vats of, like, you know, casuelas de barro and stuff. I don't know how you say that in English. <laughs> These Mud? huge vats of of no barro. It's like, like it looks like adobe or I, yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying about. How do you say that in English? I don't know. I don't know that red stuff. It's like that's clay made or out of whatever. clay. Yeah, it's clay. It's not clay. There's another word for it. But anyway, when y'all clay know what gets I'm hard, about. whatever that's called. This is Selena's underground podcast. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. You know, getting back on track. It is iconic, and I love that that was already there, and it was a community thing. Like, people came up from, like, Guanajuato, I think, the Rotary Club over there or something. I don't know which one, but some Mexican Rotary Clubs came up and helped and all that. So that was awesome. But now it's going to be, like, I'm sure, like, it's all, the whole wish list is going gonna, is gonna to be done. $6.8 million is a lot of money. A, and that's a, only for Closter Park. Yeah, right? exactly. It's going to be spread across all these exactly i mean that's probably the budget it's probably like 14 million the budget of the whole parks department you know so it's like it's a very i mean well here is actually from the california department of parks and rec here is actually what what is going to happen and i'll just read it directly from them uh they said they're going to renovate cluster park in the city of salinas they're going to construct a new fitness loop with exercise stations and lighting so i think uh if you've been to el dorado uh, they have one oh, of those yeah, as well yeah. where you could do like, you know, you go to the sections and you do a certain exercise that tells you mm-hmm. um, somewhere. I saw that that fitness, that track is going to be 10 feet wide. So that's that's pretty substantial. Nice. Um, it's going to have a batting cage area, a climbable art and music sound making plaza. Climbable? Yeah, climbable. Climbable art and music sound making plaza. So that's where I'm. Oh, I think it's fair. It's maybe similar to like the things that they have like at Tatum's Garden. 
you know, music or whatever. And like they have like a big ass like gong and they have a basically like a xylophone there. And so really? you kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, I've, I mean, I know Tatum's Garden right there at Sherwood Park, but I've never been. That's so probably. The mom in me is like, yeah, that's probably what it is. And there's, yeah, so you can like. Yeah, that's so. And a large themed playground, which again seems like it's probably goes like as that with that as well. A street skate plaza, a big kid plaza. That's cool. They're making something for me. <laughs> um. No, I think what they mean is like, again, very much in the vein of Tatum's Garden here in Salinas, where they have like a toddler area that's sectioned off and it's made for like, and all the, the, you know, activities there or whatever are made for children for like one to five or whatever. And then there's like the big kids area that has like, you know, the like regular swings and, you know. Well, this says it's going to have built in cornhole and ping pong. Dope. That's pretty cool. And built in, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's going to always be there for whenever. Uh, a large picnic area with community-made art, which that's cool. Yes. Ariel, make a sculpture. Yeah, <laughs> me. Um, a small picnic area, amphitheater-style seating, farmer's market slash event space. So that, to me, is going to be what I hope will make that central plaza and thing. And also I want to make, I would love it. I'll make the suggestion now that everyone's harvest get that. They are the ones that run the um, seasonal farmer's market here um, in Salinas. And they have like, they offer like food demonstrations and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And they also do like a thing where if you get um, like CalFresh EBT, like you can use your card there and they give you tokens. So you can, you know, use, your cow fresh card at the farmer's market and they have like a market match program as well and stuff like that um yeah so my votes for them too yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah everyone's I, harvest everyone's har yeah I, I hope yeah so there'll be a farmer's market orlando and yeah right. <laughs> and they're also going to add a couple of restrooms a horseshoe pit area a gazebo picnic area with an outdoor kitchen slash barbecue so that's like Toro. If you've been to Toro Park, they have like the whole kitchen set up mm -hmm. here. Look, again, this is a substantial, substantial thing. Here. And then landscaping throughout the park, a, a renovation of the Little League field and the adult ball field, four basketball courts, and the commemorative Tree of Life area with lighting. I, so apparently there's like a Tree of Life planted there, so they're going to put lighting for it. Uh, the com it already exists there? The way, yeah. And because it says the commemorative tree of life area with That's lighting, so it, it, or maybe they will put one in. Well, it says renovate. Here's my my thing with that. The only thing that comes to mind is to make sure that it is still accessible. You know what I mean? So with the whole like outdoor kitchen thing, I'm sure you're gonna have to like rent that or you can reserve it or whatever. Like the fees to do that over at Toro Park have gone up pretty substantially. I just oh, wanna really? make sure something like this. Yeah. As a mom, I remember looking into it one time and like thinking like, Oh, maybe I'll have my kid's birthday, you know, there, my daughter's birthday one time and it was like over a hundred dollars. And I was like, Wait, for a park? Like, you know, and I was just like, What, huh? Like I just it didn't I remember before El Dorado did reservations, or maybe before the city stopped enforce started enforcing them. Yeah, the whole you would show up at like three or four in the morning it's and you would sleep on exactly the benches. To 
I remember my cousin, shout out, my my dear Tony and my dear Gilbert. I remember my cousin Joe had to do that. My we all did. Joe. That's like a For badge Easter. of honor, especially yeah. if you're on the north side. Yeah, because like, he was the boy in the family. And yeah, for Easter, we didn't oh, yeah. have a spot to. <laughs> so my poor cousin Joe was like taking a nap. We took him some coffee and a pan dulce. Like, <laughs> hey, and that shit, though. This is where, like, why people from Salinas have an edge. Because shit, if you are a pushover, some other family's going to punk oh, you out of your spot. You got to be tough. Yeah. You got to be like, fuck you, bro. I've been here since dark, homie. I no. didn't even bring a sleeping bag or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> a la brava. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is our you see everything with the pink fucking tablecloths that's us that's dude us. <laughs> if there's no pink tablecloths go ahead you could use that shit but pink tablecloths our party dude <laughs> me we'll be you done at me. one after that that's on you yeah i guess there this <laughs> yeah i love uh, that and that's so before true. they built the other ones because they they have like an annex now you know it used to just be a big field and now that they put a baseball field and a couple more mm-hmm. more picnic areas but damn el dorado used to be a freaking a show that was yeah but it was the premier park man <laughs> yeah i had all the things it even had it even had a little creek <laughs> it didn't run or anything but it was there i mean sometimes it did that was cool going during the winter and then getting tadpoles it's the shit mm-hmm. you, youngsters will never know you never even heard of a tadpole i'm just kidding <laughs> um so anyway yeah, so I, that that's cool, man. I, I love that. I love the amount of money that is going to go into that park. I love hearing what's going to go in there. It's going to be beautiful. And this is where another thing, like, and again, I'm not trying to be exclusive or segregationist, as we'll, we'll get into later. <laughs> but even with all those, even making it that beautiful, the chances of somebody that is already kind of wary of going to the east side that's going to now go there for that park, I think are pretty low. So basically the people that live there are the ones that are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Cause it's, it, it, it sucks when, you know, yeah, some cool stuff. Oh, they build a, a brand new baseball stadium on the East side or something with, with a professional team, but nobody could afford the tickets. You know, it's like, that wouldn't be cool. You know, that Mm. sucks that you're just taking advantage of the, the cheap property values you know to 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 do your project but the way i see it again i i don't think all of a sudden middle class white families are going to start driving over from monterey yeah. to go spend the day at cluster park but everyone that lives on the east side is going to that is still going to be sitting there and enjoying that is going to enjoy that even more so i i love it it's like it's even that much more impactful for sure and so yeah so look, look forward to that i have no idea when I don't know. I don't I haven't been driven by Cluster Park recently. It could be under construction now, but I don't think so. No, I feel like we would have seen some big hurrah, uh, you know, city yeah, gold, gold shovels. There's yeah, going to be gold exactly. shovels involved. Yeah, there was some sort of ribbon cutting type esque thing. Anthony happened. Roach is going to be in the middle. <laughs> I've noticed that he's in the middle of all. He loves them. Pic- I mean, you got to be there for history. If you're not in the picture, history will forget you. Anthony Roach has figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, career politicians are real good at, you know. He seems to really, yeah, again, just from oh, his whole wow. vibe, he looks like he likes it and he's really smart. And, yeah, but he, he's, he puts Steve McShane to shame, man. That used to be your job, Steve. You were the middle guy. 
Steve's like, I'm retiring for that. Um, but also another park in the city got even more money. This is this is what what's that's only amazing. six point eight million. Yeah, if you thought six point eight million was a lot, that's that's not again. So the we've brought this park up before. This is kind of my little baby pet project that I like to bring up that we've been following for years. I mean, I'm telling I've been following this since it was I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um so again, for those not in the know, Car Lake, the big brown field in the middle of town, which is an old lake bed, is the plan is to eventually buy up that farmland and turn it into a ginormous park. It's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this is all just to the right of uh, Nativity Hospital. Yeah, correct. Yeah, all that. Yeah, there. And so so far. Uh, the Big Sur Land Trust, which we've interviewed them before, so you can go back and hear that, or you could just Google Big Sur Land Trust, and I'm sure they have a link on their website about this project. So so far, they've bought and they've bought bought and whatever seventy three acres of that land. I believe it's like four hundred and eighty acres. So it's, it's huge, but so far they've already bought in seventy three acres and have started to put like a demonstration park there. If you you can go there by appointment. Like if you reach out to them, they'll drive you out there and open the gate. And it's pretty neat. They have a little native plant garden, nice. some trails going on, but they also have, they have huge, huge ideas. Well, they got eight, $8.5 million wow. for their park idea. And again, the cynical part could be, oh, the East side got less. But this park's <laughs> attached to the East side and, it's huge. It's this part of it is only is itself is seventy three acres. But I would also think too, in comparison, that there's already a lot of existing. Um, there's an existing like um, building already, and you know what I mean. Things like that at Closter Park. So those things are just going to be improving as a you know and yeah whatnot as opposed to this is going to be from scratch. Basically, yeah, up, exactly, so. yeah, because this hasn't. Yeah, this has been farmland for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. And so this is how they describe what what they're going to do. And oh, so all this is going to go to create a 6-acre park in the on this 73-acre property and they're going to construct a nature playground, a full-size basketball court, a s- skate spot, a natural amphitheater with custom gazebo. What the hell that means? That sounds nice. And three small family group picnic areas and two large 50-plus group picnic areas. Nice. uh, With barbecues, trails and pathways throughout the park, two restrooms, two parking lots with lighting, and landscaping throughout the park. So it's basically going to make it an actual park that you can visit. You want to know what came to mind when you read that about the 50-plus thing? They are planning for us to be able to have gatherings of 50 plus people in the future. So <laughs> COVID at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. According yeah. to the state. Exactly. <laughs> and but yeah, that's going to that's going to be nice because it's just going to be another park. And yeah. and again, and it's cool because they seem to be emphasizing the natural nature component of it. So you could go to Sherwood Park right down the street and just, you know, get a more traditional urban park. 
Or you can do this and be more outside and feel more like you're at Toro Park. Yeah. And actually, that'd be nice, too, because there's uh, I'm just thinking about accessibility as well and inclusion for everybody. There's already several bus lines that will stop at Natividad Hospital, and that's literally just right across the street. So if the city manager gets a good crosswalk thing there, you know what I mean? At like what Constitution and, and Laurel Extension yeah. Or, you know what and I mean? And they just put that new sidewalk coming down from Sanborn oh, to connect correct. to Constitution. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So now, so yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a walk, but theoretically, if, again, yeah, if they do a nice crossing across Laurel there. Something that would yeah, be safe because that is a, you know. Yeah. And families can walk. Man, you could walk almost from, from you can walk from Closter Park to there in like an hour. It's crazy. But yeah, families could theoretically walk from like Acosta Plaza. Pack up mm-hmm. a little picnic, exactly. Walk to the to Car Lake, enjoy. I mean, especially in the winter when it's like flooded and stuff. I mean, it's got to look beautiful. And yeah, and then walk back home same day. They don't don't have to get a car. Don't have to worry about cameras taking their picture. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. <laughs> don't smoke crack. <laughs> um, no, and I also love that you get my references. Yeah. <laughs> Water boy. Yes. Yes. It's all movie references. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be cool. Though That's going to be neat. Those two parks are going to be beautiful. And, it, and again, Salinas has a tendency to spend the bare minimum. And you go to see these and you'd be like, damn, you guys paint your libraries? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? No way. Ours are just whatever the stucco is. That's the color of our library. <laughs> um, no, sorry, city. I know you guys paint the libraries, but, um, but yeah. So this, like, sometimes you know, you want, like, you wish you had the bells and whistles, and you knew it would make it better, but you just don't have the money. And I get it; it's tough. But this one seems to like all the bells and whistles are going to come here. You're getting the fully loaded Ford Focus Platinum. <laughs> Not, and just for not a, the ES edition. Full transparency. Where did all this money come from, Oz? Oh, it well, really from us. <laughs> <laughs> the you and the, I personally. The citizen. Yeah, I yeah, I took out a huge loan. Um yeah, I put up the podcast. They're like, You have Selena Underground? Fuck, you're here. Here's fifteen million, dude. That's nothing. <laughs> um, no, so in back in 2018. We, as citizens of California, voted for something called Prop 68, the Parks, Environment, and Water Bond, which sold $4 billion of bonds to pay for these improvements. The biggest chunk of money, $750 million of that $4 billion bond, was to go to cities that are called park poor, Mm. which I was like, come on, bro, you had to put poor there? Fuck you. You know most of the neighborhoods are poor that are park poor. Well, maybe they're just calling out. You say park Campos. deficient. You couldn't yeah. say park deficient. No. Like, call it what it is. is. Call it what it is. Pouring money, pouring parks. You're just poor all around. No, we're not poor <laughs> in culture. Yeah, actually, in Salinas, we're rich in values and culture. Culture, right? Yes, so very much. Take so. that, California Department of Parks and Rec. But yeah, so in 2018, we it was four billion dollars of bonds. Which, again, a bond is just something that the government sells with the promise of paying whoever bought it back in the future with interest. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's going to cost like $700 million a year for the next 40 years, whatever. 
<laughs> Jesus. That's so much money. That's so much money. It but doesn't it doesn't even exist. I mean, it's just exactly it's just like but you know. but again, seeing this, you know, even the two other ones that are here on the paper that I printed out, Greenfield is getting eight and a half million dollars. Nice. That's like their whole budget. Go South County. <laughs> King yeah. King City, two point one million. You know, like the, these are nice. It's not like oh, here's a quarter million dollars to get started mm-hmm. to put a sidewalk or something. No, it's like here, here's all the money, everything you wanted on your list. There it is. So yeah, so that's what's cool. You know, that's where, dude. This is California. We we understand that it costs money to have the state how we. It's not perfect. I'm not saying California is the, the best place ever, but we we seem to want to help more than anything and us as citizens again i'm not talking about our politicians they all suck still <laughs> but yeah, uh, no we tax we, ourselves all yeah. the time for these types of things yeah, yeah we, we show up and we are i mean i guess we're rich on the like the global scale but we're still pretty poor it's expensive to live here um so yeah so anyway that's super neat and that that yeah i, I can't wait to to look for that and also remember remember again not, i'm not saying vote yes on every bond but when you if you do get to enjoy some of these parks think about that think about the sacrifice that we made as citizens to better our lives i think this 6 6.8 million dollars is going to pay itself back mm-hmm. in, in people being able to relax in a nice spot and enjoy the city again that part of the east side not even speaking of the violence it's just dense there's it's ugh, like it's overstimulating sometimes mm-hmm. Go to Chinatown in San Francisco. The same thing. Just like, ah! I just need, and that's why I love San Francisco as well. Downtown, you can always find this little alcove or little spot that's all hidden, and you can take a breath. Mm-hmm. And whoo, man! And you know, because the city is, it's always going. Again, the East Side, go to eleven o'clock. It's live. You know, <laughs> like. But you know what? An- another thing that I'd like to highlight is that, you know, all that these millions of dollars that's being invested. It's also, you know, we, we started talking about this and talking about how Cluster Park is such a gem and we have all these memories, you know, of growing up there and stuff like that. Just us personally. Right. This is going to invest so that a whole nother generation gets to enjoy it. Like I said, my nephews played Little League there, but they didn't like look at that park and think to themselves, wow, I really want to come back next weekend. Mom, bring me here. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to be able to take my daughter to that park and have her enjoy it as well as, you know, it's another place in Salinas. Like, not just take me to Tatum's Garden, but it's like, oh, let's go to Kloster Park now because they're going to have the skate park and they're going to have all these, you know what I mean, things for her to do for a whole new generation of East Side kids to enjoy. That's so important for me. Yeah, and that would be cool because, again, I mean, I don't have kids, but I can imagine, you know, taking a son or a daughter to that baseball field. I'm like, dude, when I was a kid, I used to come play with home run derby with, with me and my buddy Chuchin, bro. Yeah, we just right? one, And it was cool because you could go there because it was a park. Like, you could hit a home run and it would just go into the park and you could get your ball. So you could, with one ball, yeah. you, you could do it. And so, yeah, it'd be cool to be like, dude, this exact field, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I did it. And yeah, exactly. Because we made the sacrifice to increase our taxes now you get to enjoy it and and it's got all these other amenities and i don't know yeah it's it's freaking cool yeah but anyway that's park talk (laughs) (laughs) now that we got rid of all the rainbows and butterflies and lollipops (laughs) well i mean there's still still a couple of of news items here that um are happy 
Eh, they're not, I mean, one of them is, yeah, th this is cool because, again, I like gardening. Big shout out to El Jardín del Sol, if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, which is cool. It's it's waking up for the year. I love the Jardín. It's, yeah, it's it's waking. And so we, we had Letty on the last episode, actually, we had that we released. It was Letty from Local Umber Gardeners. She talked about her community garden at Natividad Creek Park. Shout out to that garden, man. I went and donated some of Amelie's board books, her quote unquote baby books there. And so that was super dope to see that the little. Uh, Who was is it? Ages of Change that put it up there. Yeah. yeah Ages of Change. Gardening. Oh, it was yeah. the Gorilla Garden people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they, they put up a, a little library. Yeah. Again, I don't go there as much as I should, but it, that's another community hub speaking of community hubs a lot of people seem to be gathering there yeah. and it's still young even five years in it's still gaining momentum um but i i'm all for gardens we should have as many gardens in this town as possible we have also rescate verde on alisal but on, a great name yeah oh, that's a that is one of the most gangster stories like uh, uh it's a 99 cent store. This, and I'm, I don't mean to disrespect it, but it's janky. I don't want to. It's a 99 cent store, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it, it just sells little fucking tiliches and shit, you know? Like, and, um, <laughs> but you go to the back and, and all of a sudden you're in Eden. Yeah. And, and you're, it's all green. And, and it, anyway, it's amazing. Is that the one at Williams? No, it's on Alisal. On Alisal. Mm -hmm. The 99 cent store on Alisal? It's on Alisal um, by Safeway. Oh, Safeway. Oh, my God. <sighs> I'm fucking old. <laughs> God of the Nas. And I wasn't alive when it was a Safeway. I was. Yeah, you I do remember. Alive, I do, I do I remember alive, the Safeway. So your ass was alive, yeah, too. I, I do remember. I remember the pigeons always on the sign. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, dude. We're like, that's like a real city, man. Look dude. at the pigeons. <laughs> yeah. That um, bank was like a golden west bank or something like that bank of the west or something bank of the west yeah 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 but any in in that area and then yeah you go to the back and, and and they have this great garden but also there every county has what's called a master gardener program and again we talk about it with letty so when someone says they're a master gardener they're just not they're not talking shit that's a real thing <laughs> <laughs> like they actually went to school or to class um, but the master gardeners of Monterey County are going to set up a demonstration garden kind of to show off, you know, what you can do around wow. here. And this one's going to be at the Monterey County Ag Resources Board. I think it's called, it's on Abbott. Okay. It's on Abbott going at, going out of town. So it's kind of a little out of the way, but it, it it's right in the middle of the valley. You get sun all the time. It's going to be a beautiful fucking garden. So they're going to set up a garden there, and, and I'm sure it's going to be beautiful because, again, if you're calling yourself Master Gardeners, I, I expect yeah, some I shit. I have high expectations. Yeah, if in two years I'm going to pay $300 for your class, I mm -hmm. want to see some nice geraniums. <laughs> <laughs> because if if we go and it just looks like El Jardín del Sol, I mean, I <laughs> have lunch there for free whenever I want. So <laughs> Just take a picture and like, here's my pictures. Where's my diploma? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I obviously can forego your course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at this. Um, and yeah, so that's going to be cool. I'll see if I can, I don't know how many updates you can get on that. I work by there, so I'll keep driving by. So I'll keep people updated. And also. So when is the demonstration happening? No, well, they're just going to set it up. Like it's called a demonstration garden as in like they're demonstrating what can grow in this area. Oh, got you. So, so like you, you could go. 
go and enjoy the garden. Oh, exactly. I thought they were having some sort of garden road show. No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Damn, consumerism got me. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's just a demonstration garden. So you can go there, kind of get inspired and see how they, you know, if you're trying to grow spinach, they can say, look, this is how we grow spinach and, and all this. Mm, and yeah, so they'll have people there. So you can also ask them, which again, they'll all be master gardeners. And yeah, so that's going to be nice. I look forward to that. And this is open to the public? Yeah, more than likely. More than likely, I would think, because it is a county thing. And then the the Master Gardeners is run through the University of California system. So usually all, mm. all of this is. Well, I ask all this because I'm a homeschooling mom. So I'm like, oh, can I take the kid there, do some curriculum? What is What are the offerings here? Well, I'm sure a bunch of schools are also going to take their oh, students yeah, there. Yeah, sure. that's such a great, great thing. Build trip? I, 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 when I still think of my gardening, why I'm so into it or whatever, I think back to Fremont. Shout out Fremont. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even know if it's still there, but we had grow beds. We had okay. grow. So, so kindergarten, first and second grade when I had Miss Frederick, which again, that, that was so lucky for me to have her. I don't know if she's still a listener, but if you are Miss Frederick, full soup. <laughs> I'm still gardening. Um, but yeah, and so we. Three years in a row? Yeah, That's I had, dope. A, yeah, cause, yeah, cause my mom and my mom was really big, big on like, it's the east side, bro. Like you're not gonna fuck up, you know. Like you're gonna do good, and I don't know how she heard about them because these two teachers were even fully separate from from Fremont. It was still on on campus, but they had portables that had like an accordion door in the middle, so gotcha. it was two classrooms. It was Miss Frederick and Miss Blanco. Mm-hmm. And my mom was really close to them, and they—I guess—they kind of realized, you know, they—they they were a little better off than us, mm-hmm. or way better off than us. We've been to both their houses, but anyway, we built that kind of relationship, you know, where I we went to their houses for things, and um, I had Miss Frederick, so I'm sure they pulled strings to make sure, like I was supposed to be in those grades, you know, kindergarten, first or second, yeah, or I just got lucky that Miss Frederick happened to get switched at that time, and strings were pulled so i was made sure to stay in her class no i you're anyway go ahead but yeah so so i yeah i had her for three years and that was one of the components is we would go to the garden so we we had worm bins we had grow beds we would grow things and yeah and also going back to the reading she had reading time she read Stuart little it's the first time i ever not read because she read it to us but Stuart little i remember that like burned into my brain because she would sit us down and we'd just be like, <laughs> and she was a Japanese lady that was spoke English and Spanish. Well, in Japanese, of course, but yeah, trilingual. Yeah, so she could conduct because it was also it was a bilingual class. Oh, that's probably what it was. That's probably now yeah, I think why, about it. Why was, you had her for the three years? Because a lot of the times they'll do that. Like so, Amelie did pre K at Diaz School. Um, which is the dual immersion academy for Spanish Salinas, and so all of Zapatistas. Her- <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so all of her curriculum was done in Spanish. Um, and so they ask, um, that you commit to six years, and so you the teacher will follow you till third grade, and then at third grade, you get another teacher for like third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah, so that was me. I had yeah. Miss Payne third grade, mm-hmm. and it was all different. Um, but yeah, dude, my best friend was a white kid. That's how old I am. Those whites. That was like, <laughs> they're like one of the last ones. His dad was a fucking rocket scientist, a little rocket scientist. Mm-hmm. We used to have those on the east side. Yeah. Well, so Wesley, I don't know where you're at now, but they moved to Maryland. Mm-hmm. 
I always remember that because it was Maryland. Ha oh, ha! You're gonna have to get married to somebody named Mary. That was that was like three. I was five, third grade or whatever. Right? No, he moved when I was in kindergarten. Oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, because we would. Because again, they were better off than us as well, and so they would invite us, and they had these like little semis, like rideable semis, like oh yeah, yeah, three or four feet long, like little little tykes type things, and. They had a slope driveway, so we would race the freaking thing. Down the slope driveway. We have videos, like home videos of us there, you know, riding those things uh, during the air show. Oh, Because cool. they were closer to the airport, mm-hmm. so we would go to their house to watch the air show. And, yeah, again, white people. Deep cool. on the east side, too, if they were close to the airport. Oh, fuck, yeah. They were, yeah. Uh, what, what's the street? That's it's like of the Church of, Church of the Rock. Well, they were close to Williams. They, yeah. were, they were literally like, yeah, right there by Quality Market yep. in, in that Again, in the neighborhood between Fremont and Williams. Nice. And yeah, they were great people. If you're a parent and you're still looking for your for a child, your child to, to have an experience like that, um, if you have a young child still at the Salinas Adult School, they run a co-oping program there for um, pre-K. And so Amelie, I did that with Amelie for a year. And um, once a week i think it was we went out to the garden and we had grown beds and worms and stuff like that so she was like three years old and she was out there in the garden yeah I'm, again from personal experience i'm not saying it's 100 percent, but it sticks to some kids oh yeah and and it's good gardening and reading mm-hmm. I'm like why am i so into it because i did her three fucking years when i was a kid yeah. it's federic um yeah so that that garden should be freaking cool i'll keep people updated um another thing that this is really pretty major news that kind of went under the radar i guess but the the sun street transfer station which is again the dump was we on there's like off of on commission off of market there's a a dump basically you go take trash there and then they'll sort it out pretty cool they also have a, a garden there actually Okay. Yeah, you could go get compost and stuff there, and they they have a, a not a community garden, but also a little demonstration garden. Okay, and cool. yeah, you could visit that too. That's also open to the public. Um, but the city has been trying to move that for a while because it makes sense. Like it makes sense, dude. A literal trash dump in the middle <laughs> in the be, middle of yeah. town, and it's right there on the east side. It, it can't be good. It's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look. But at the same time, it is useful. If you've ever been there, it is popular. Mm-hmm. It is popular. There are lines down the street. So it, it's useful. Again, the east side has a lot of people. Salinas has a lot of people. So that prevents people from driving to Marina or now Johnson Canyon down um, Soledad or Gonzalez Way somewhere down there, which, again, just adds to way more traffic, more pollution. And, and yeah, so... It was a tough one. You know, it was, it was a tough thing and that like it was known that it was pretty necessary and that it was going to be impactful to the environment and to people to move it out of Salinas. But it was also pretty obvious that you can't have a dump on the east side when you're claiming that you're trying to read re, or help the east, not redevelop it, but spend the resources that has, that it hasn't had for years. So, you know, yeah, so it was I tough. I argue that the money could I mean, there's other things that we can focus on before we do some. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of things. So it was finally figured out. And what's going to, this to me, I think was the best compromise is it's going to move out of the east side to Baranda, to Madison Lane. 
Um, again, all the ruquillos will remember there used to be a, like a waste management facility there. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure that that's where it's going to go, but they said it's going to be Madison Lane. And why wouldn't you? It was yeah, already a garbage place. You would think that that might be set up. Did they work something out with the county? Because that's un- unincorporated parts of Salinas, no? Yeah, they... Yeah. They had to, yeah, basically told the county that, yeah, like you're going to have mm-hmm. to pay up a sum as well. So that that's cool. That's cool because that moves out. Because I could also imagine any developer that wants to go there. It's like, how can I put an apartment building or or restaurants or whatever across the street from a dump, dude? Yeah. Like, it's never going to work. Like, why spend millions of dollars? So now that that's removed, because also the city has been trying to redevelop or develop that area what do they call it? Alisal, whatever. I mean, the first phase or the first project was the police station. So basically all that, where Granite is, where McFrugal's used to be. It's now a... A A furniture store. store. Yeah, it's a furniture store. And PG&E, all that. Mm -hmm. All that is theoretically going to be redeveloped into a brand new neighborhood. It's going to be beautiful. And again, it's cool. I hope there's affordable housing. Well, and that's literally my notes here is it, it's going to help. It's obviously once that moves, it's it's inevitable. You see what's happening in Old Town. You see, you know, the people moving out of the Bay Area. And again, you, you read the news. They're not moving out of the Bay Area to go to Texas. Like that's yeah. what everyone loves to say. But no, they're moving out of the Bay Area to move to Sacramento, to Modesto, to Salina. I mean, yeah. Salinas is still a little pricey, Sac- but. Sack is really expensive right now. Yeah, because they're they're all moving there. Mm-hmm. I was just reading an article that they're saying like you got to stop thinking it the Bay Area as like San Jose, San Francisco, Oakland, and now it's a mega region that goes from Fresno, Sacramento to Salinas. And actually, I think even Fresno is still not as tapped into, but there are sections of the 209 that are really tapped into, like everything on the other side of the bay, essentially, that ends up being 209, like Modesto, Tracy, you know, places like that. There are homes that are selling for $800,000 in Tracy. You know what I mean? Like, my family lived in, in Stockton for a couple years in the 90s, and like, like, you know, homes were selling over there for like $140,000, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Fuck, like yeah. fucking 25 years ago or whatever now. And now they're, you know, you can find homes out there that are $850,000. And we're not talking about crazy. I mean, these are just like fucking McMansions. They're just, yeah. you know what I mean? It's nothing special. They're like fucking cookie cutter, six bedroom, three bath, two story. It's Montevella. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no diss to anyone who lives in Monterrey. Like, they're gorgeous homes, but I mean, it's that's the type of community it is. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, exactly. So that's that's one of the notes I have here is that, yeah, who is going to live there? Who, because you could also make the problem worse is that, okay, Old Town's being redeveloped. Because to me, that is a, a big hindrance of connecting the east side to old town salinas there's there's that industrial area that just divides the neighborhoods so it's an excellent opportunity to bridge the two but it's also an opportunity for i'm gonna use the g word gentrification to to spread so right now old town's being redeveloped they're adding apartments 
Nobody's getting kicked out. Nobody's being displaced. But uh, also none of that is helping any of the displacement that it currently exists because there is an ordinance in the city of Salinas that a corridor within Old Town is excluded from our um, affordable housing ordinance. So mm-hmm. even if they do choose to build homes, apartments, any dwellings there, they're excluded from building. They they don't have to build any affordable housing, I don't think. Yeah. So so what I'm yeah, so if if you redevelop again the old town in a more middle class apartment style and it works and then this area is next to be redeveloped and it gets filled with these what do they call one over four or something where it's one concrete floor and then four or five wooden floors above Mm -hmm. that are just so common in every city. So if you put them there, then the very next neighborhood is, is the East side. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, I very well could not be understanding permits well, but from what I see, two Starbucks are going to go into the East side one on a lot that's been vacant for as long as I can remember. Another one, Jalisciense, a, a institution. Mm-hmm. And then right behind Culturas, another great institution, is they're going to put a, a, a pretty substantial apartment building there. Mostly market rate homes is what they're yep. saying. So to me, I'm like, that could be the the, the start of then redeveloping areas that are currently home to people that will not be able to afford what is built in that spot. And and they will be then forced to move out. And that's when then now we have the bad gentrification that is moving people out. And, and again, the people that had to suffer in substandard housing now must find new substandard housing to afford instead of being able to live in this new upgraded modern place. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we already we already know what it could look like because look at Tainan Village. That's affordable housing on top and then retail space on the bottom. Right. Mm-hmm. So if this whole you know, old town area and then the east side is going to get developed. You know what I mean? Like we, it, it, it has to be a like mix. Yeah. Already. Yeah. And it, I'm like not anti middle class housing, but yeah, you must have a, a nice mix of affordable and very affordable actually in this time. Cause there are, again, what if, a field worker can afford and somebody that works retail is is really different, you know? Mm-hmm. So there should be options for, for both. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just hope that happens. I don't know. I, again, I can say, Oh, it's all doom and gloom. We're all in 15 years. We're all going to be living in Fresno, you know? And okay, um, I tried that but, already. It sucked. But yeah. So, <laughs> and again, and it's important to, to be, to know about, to be wary of this because we have the ability to change the course of this by voting city council members in and out. Again, I've said it before. They are more powerful than the president in some senses because Joe Biden ain't going to come in and be like, hey, only low-income housing in Salinas. Fuck no. no. Gavin Newsom ain't going to come down, do that. Luis Alejo ain't even going to come down and do that. It's going to be the council. For the photo op, though. Yeah, he's he's also <laughs> another really, really good at it. He loves it with his guayaberas and his and his hat. Oh, Dude's yeah. got style. I'll give him that. 
Alejo, you got style. But um, yeah, so I, I threw me off. I don't know what, what we're talking about. It's affordable um, housing on the east side and pushing people out from historically Latino neighborhoods through gentrification. But I don't know what yes. what my my last thought there was. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I hope it, it works out. And again, I, we just have to be wary of who we're voting in and what they're doing. And again, and this last thing that I want to bring up, it, it took a little bit a while to get here, but this is a great example of that, of the people that we vote in having a direct effect. And, and again, this is the heavy stuff I was talking about earlier, but so recently the city council in early December, they, they voted on a couple things um, that again have to do with the police department. I'll preface it there. So if people are tired, they can be like, "All right, that was a cool hour. I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> but and and again, that I just I just question. Like I question everything. Question fucking everything, dude. Don't trust anything. Not even me. Um, but so a couple things were on the docket in, in early December. One of them was. Th- an approval of $450,000 to keep the shot spotter program going for those unaware. The shot spotter system is a, a, a array of microphones around the city or in certain neighborhoods that are tuned to to detect gunshots. And once they believe they hear a gunshot that notifies a shot spotter employee who then verifies that it, in, in, indeed a gunshot which then they reach out to the salinas police department and say get him he's right here <laughs> like this is where we heard the shots and the cops show up and they pick up shell casings and they make a report <laughs> <laughs> let's be real can't gonna catch nobody bro um so anyway that's fucking asshole so that they voted on that and then also another and that's been implemented now i believe three years or two years and this is the third year but uh, a new thing that they also voted on was something called um a automated license plate reader camera system from a company called flock group incorporated Mm. um and and again, like I said, anytime I, I I hear again that the government is taking pictures of you or possibly keeping information, my ears perk up because I'm like, fuck you. We need to be able to keep secrets from you. Yeah. And so. So, yeah. So and like I said, originally I was just going, you know, just read the Californian or Herald, whatever report. But I was like, nah, dude, I'm going to talk out of my ass. I'm going to say, like, they should have asked this when you look at the video. That's the first thing they asked. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I went back, and you can see the videos. Again, everybody, you can do this. It's super cool. You can click on it. You can it, – it actually, when you go, it shows you the video on one side, and then on the other side, it's the agenda. So you oh, can follow nice. along yeah. with what it is. And so, yeah, so I went on there, and – and uh chief felici and they all keep saying felici that doesn't seem right but they all keep saying felici and he doesn't correct them so felici uh who's like again straight out of sopranos (laughs) 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 um that this is i mean i mean that in the nicest way yeah chief felici um so yeah he he does his presentation again the guy seems pretty straightforward he you know the 
we've had some pretty like marine straight laced white guys in the past you know he mm-hmm. seems pretty like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna don't fuck with me i won't fuck with what is it i'm trying to quote scarface anyway <laughs> um so he does his spiel you know like hey this is technology it's helping me more the flock group does its thing and they're like this city had a reduction in crime and this city had a this city i mean they had like 18 slides of like this city reduction this city redu- like come on bro but- all right. And Again, I question that, but go ahead. And and it's not terribly expensive. It's $57,500 for the first year and then $52,500. I don't know why it goes down $500 for the second year. So, again, it's not we're not talking about a multi-million dollar thing that, again, the park's not going to get funded because of this. But the, the chief is asking it to be appropriated, you know, into or to be part of the appropriations, basically to have it in the budget mm-hmm. instead of saying, Hey, I got a half a million dollars as a grant to run this program for 10 years or five years or whatever. And it's not going to cost the city anything. He's the saying, can you, yeah. Can you add $52,000? So they already get like the largest piece of the pie when it comes to our overall budget. And then they're like, Oh, you know, let me, let's just throw another 50 K right on top of that. Just for, you know? Yeah. Well, and what, cause the, the shot spotter thing, what bugged me is that they did have a grant like for the first two years. And again, I'm not sure on the specifics, but I know at one point now that it's coming out of the general fund. So this is where it's like, oh, it's so frustrating because, okay, so they get grant money one year. The police chief goes to the council, says, hey, check it out, bro. I got this money. We can start this program. Yep. Uh, and we can, for the first two years, it's going, we already got it paid, but- if you uh, if you put it in the appropriations for the third year, hopefully we'll have the money at that point as a city, and and then we'll see how it goes. And maybe if it sucks, we don't use it. So again, the first two years go by, and then a year three comes up when it's time for the city to actually pony up the money. And then what does the police chief say? Like, well, it's already been appropriated. It's already in the budget, you know? So, like, basically... Like, if we don't get that, then we won't, our budget goes down, you know, our, we won't have that money next yeah, year yeah, yeah, because it won't be appropriated. So I can't come to you and be like, well, it's already appropriated. Just sign off. Yeah. And, and, oh, I, I, that was a perfect opportunity for the city council to be like, sorry, we, we agree that it, it's a tool that's helping you, but we don't have a half a million dollars. Find it in your budget. Someplace. Exactly. Find you it find budget. it. You find it in your budget. Um, and and so, but, and then the, the thing with the, the license plate reader, they were very adamant of their privacy. Privacy, privacy, we're not, we don't take pictures of faces. We don't try to do any recognition to the, the point of they say the cameras are specifically designed to take pictures of the back of the car. Also for that, for increased privacy. Okay, and so again, so it's one of those. It's like I get it. Technology does make life more efficient nowadays. I I don't carry my debit card with me all the time now because most places I could pay with my phone. You know, I could just pull my phone out, bloop bloop, and it's done. So it is. It is undeniable that technology has made life some in some ways more efficient and easier. 
But that doesn't mean that we should fully rely on technology just because of, you know, like, yeah, we can get a drone that like hovers over the city. And as soon as a crime happens and it, a camera records it, it shoots a net or it stuns somebody from, yeah. from the fucking sky. Yeah. yeah. We probably have the technology to do that. It doesn't mean we should. I think that's so dystopian. You know, we should be able to, as a society work together to prevent the, we shouldn't just accept crime. Yeah. As, as just a, a part of, of living life. It's an, like, no, an that's inevitable thing that will happen. Yeah. Like, no crime is a symptom of a bigger issue. Correct. And just going after the crime is never going to stop fucking crime. So anyway, um, that's, uh, uh, yeah. So I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, oh, no, this ain't going to work. I'm telling you, this technology is way too new. No, fuck that. I, I get it. I can dig it. And and like uh, uh, Chief Felici said, like, I, you could either hire 100 more cops to stand on street corners and write down every fucking license plate, or you get 20 of these cameras. You know, and he's like, it obviously you ain't gonna give me money for a hundred cops. Um, so and again, I'm not that's true. That's true. I'll concede that point. But my thing keeps going back to and and to the credit of several of the council members, um, Carla for sure and Anthony and Orlando, all three of them, really were where? Where are you gonna put it? How are you gonna put it? And of course they go by crime data. The police chief was like, we're not going by zip code, we're going by crime data. And like he and his whole thing is like, you know where, like number one, where I want to put one at the parking garage right here on Monterey Street. Mm-hmm. He's like, we get so many calls about burg- burglaries in that parking garage. And and so we want to put one there, which now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I'm sorry for going on another tangent. But one of the one of the budget issues or something that the 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 city has wanted to get but hasn't had money for is to fix the cameras on the in that parking structure. They said they they don't work. They're just there for show. Yeah. It's never been repainted since it opened. It's like 15 years old. Wow. But there's no money. There's no money. Dude. The, the. And here's my thing too. Like it, it, your how much is the the shot spotter thing? What what was the 450,000. And then the camera thing's like another 50 bucks? 50,000. Or 50,000, yeah. So we're talking about half a million dollars here between the two of them. How much money was divested from the cops last uh, budget cycle from all of the fodder from, you know what I mean? All of the community members that got together and stuff like that, right? How much money was divested? I was trying to look it up. I don't remember the exact figure. I think it might have been 300,000. So... Where basically we divested three hundred thousand of something else, but then halfway through this cycle, then we do another half a million dollars worth of money to the cops. So what did we really divest? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's all it's a, this political game. You well, know, it's and then and again, well, the implementation is again what real what really I struggle with because of that because. It's going to go. We know what neighborhoods it's going to go in. I can tell you there's going to be one on Acosta Street and Acosta Plaza. It's going to be one on Garner. There's going to be one on Del Monte. There's going to be one on Kilbreth. I know where they're yes. going to fucking put these things. And so the thing was, and like they said, dude, they're going to be conspicuous. We're not trying to pretend like we're hiding or anything. They're going to, you're going to know. You're going to know there's cameras there. But that's a fear tactic. No, well, and that's my <laughs> thing is that, so I, 
I didn't grow again. I, I moved out of the, the east side, but also to the north side. It wasn't that much of a difference. Um, but I remember I knew I was from the hood, quote unquote, from the barrio. I knew that. I felt like like when I would go to a neighborhood around here, you know, in the south side, I felt different. I felt like I was invading a space that I wasn't supposed to be at because I knew where my neighborhood ended. And you could tell where the neighborhood ends because now there's trees all of a sudden yeah, exactly. and now there's no fucking broken street lights. And um, so, so again, and we still have no trees on the east side and we still have broken street lights. And now we're going to put cameras up like you're basically why not just put a fucking fence? Why don't you just put a fucking fence around the east side and let people know you are dangerous. This is bad. This neighborhood is bad not doing good it's it's not doing good because historically we've haven't invested the resources into this area but instead of trying to fix that and now investing the little resources that we have instead of an enforcement with the police in actually fixing the problems and again planting trees and fixing the schools and yeah and doing all this to better the neighborhood and to change it from from the inside mm-hmm. you know and 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 in a way that's not going to displace people you're not you're going to tear down a costa plaza put million dollar condos there and be like look it's a safe neighborhood now like f- fuck no. that <laughs> you 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 destroyed communities mm-hmm. and so it's like instead of doing that what we do historically Look at Chavez Ravine, look at XYZ neighborhoods that have been destroyed yeah. to put in expressways, to put in parking lots. Never do they go after the problem. And and so this also doesn't do that. So, again, I'm picturing the 13, 14-year-old kid that that's whose parents are working two to three jobs. And he's walking around the hood and he sees that. He sees the cops patrolling his neighborhood. He sees the cameras that are taking pictures of the license plate. He sees the microphones that are out there. He, he, again, you feel like that's where you belong. You feel lesser than. There's segregation that's being, um, you know, constructed around uh, socioeconomics now as opposed to, you know what I mean? More like ethnic segregation that's happening. Um, it's interesting that you would bring up the whole Chavez Ravine, which actually is renamed Chavez Ravine. That was a historically Latino neighborhood of homeowners. And it was three neighborhoods, actually. It was Lomas, Palos Verde, and... Um, well, let me... I never remember let me Yeah, one, let, me, let me keep going here. Because one thing, because, like I said, when, when I get confused and, and I don't know where to go, I read. I read because I'm like other people are smarter than me and they've they've already gone through this shit and they wrote it down. Yeah. Gotta read. And I didn't mean to um to read this and and combine it to, to this argument, but I read and it was well recently because again I was doing this in November, I was taking these notes. I don't know why, but I realized that I didn't I hadn't read or know too much of Dr. Martin Luther King's speeches. Mm-hmm. I know I have a dream. I've heard him talk, you know, I have little clips and stuff. And the guy is very powerful, very eloquent. But I realized I had never sat there and just read it. Like, I don't know, maybe I don't agree with him. Like, like the civil rights thing, of course, but I don't know. Maybe it's all Jesus stuff or something. He's a, he's a preacher, yeah. you know? So anyway, so I went and I read his letter from the Birmingham jail. Correct. 
And so for those unaware is Martin Luther King was arrested several times <laughs> for illegal. They would break the law to get the attention of the politicians. And so at one point he was in the Birmingham, Alabama jail and he's getting denounced by a lot of Southern white Baptists because he's a Baptist. And they're basically like saying, that's okay. We get it, dude. Your life sucks, but that's not how you go about it. Mm-hmm. You don't go about it by breaking the law. You're, you're doing it wrong. And he's kind of like, oh, what? So he kind of responds to them. And it's funny how it ends. He's kind of like, damn, this is the most I've ever written. He's like, I'm sorry. I wrote you a book. He's like, but what am I going to do? I'm just sitting in jail. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, this Martin Luther King dude was funny. Um, but anyway, in reading it, I, I I saw parallels to what was going on here, which, again, how this is the segregation is, is underground. It, it's it's rooted below the surface. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really hard, you know, to to get it out. It's hard to see it. Sometimes segregation looks like progress. Yeah, it's very nuanced. And um, yeah. And so. So anyway, so I'm reading this and I'm I'm just thinking about the holy shit like he he could be really writing this about these rules that that the council are voting on or or these programs. And here's just a couple of things um again talking about again seg- segregation and how unfair like of a, a law if a law, well, he calls it de- degrading humor pa- human personality. Anyway, let me read the quote. Read the a- excerpt. Any law that uplifts human personality is just. Any law that degrades human personality is unjust. All segregation statues are unjust because segregation distorts the soul and damages the personality. And so going back to that, dem- degrades hu- hum- any law that degrades human personality is unjust. To me, that putting those cameras up and again, and making those people feel like they're in a different area that degrades their personality. Again, yeah. you again, it, you actually start believing it. Yeah. That I live in this area because I'm different. Others. Yeah. Otherness. Exactly. Yeah. So that in itself makes it create segregation. And, and yeah, so so he goes on to like, okay, if that didn't make sense to you, here's another explanation. So he goes, an unjust law is a code inflicted upon a minority, which that minority had no part in enacting or creating because it did not have the unhampered right to vote. And this, to me, brings me to another point of, okay, you have the kid who realizes he's in a different neighborhood because of the stuff around him. But Salinas also has a sizable population of illegal immigrants or undocumented humans. I don't know what the yeah. the new word is. I like the way that um, a writer puts it. Um, he's an undocumented citizen. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. So, so, and again, because there are a group of people that are like. Well, they're criminals already. It's literally illegal. What you? It's in the. It's in their name, you know. But okay, we would fall apart without them. We we need them for our society to run. Let's be real. And a bunch of them are our parents and cousins. So, so again, I, I think about this person who now hears from his neighbor. Hey, man, la policía tiene cámaras y micrófonos por todos lados, dude. Like. 
You can't go out now. You can't go out now. Te están tomando fotos. Every time you go to the store, tienen foto. Every time. Every time, yeah. Y si viene la migra, le van a dar las fotos a la migra también y saben dónde vives, güey. I don't know why I got way at the end. Mexican, I guess. It's dude. So, yeah. And and again, and the person that hears this from their neighbor isn't going to call Orlando or Carla or show up to the council meeting on Tuesday at 3.30, like I was mentioning, and question it. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, like, um, I'm here without papers, but, like, we're not a sanctuary city, really, but you say you're going to protect me. So what's up? Like, <laughs> am yeah. I safe? Can I still go to the fucking market? Yeah. You know? And so that's where, like, what about them? What about, because it's not 100, 200 people in Salinas. It's thousands. It's thousands of people that now again have to question or are more scared that we are none of this is to is to make them more comfortable here's my question too is this is this a ploy to like make more money off of its citizens you know what i mean to get more people like tickets for driving you know like on an expired registration or whatever because i mean it's all blanketed under this guise of like it helps us to be a safer city but there's other things that we could do that would make us a safer city well they address that and, and it's it's not going to use it can't be used for traffic violations Okay, so then what is the point of it? Stolen vehicles. Do we have like a high amount of stolen vehicles in, within our city that it's important for us to invest the 50K? The assumption of the company is that a lot of people steal vehicles to commit crimes. So if you can go after stolen vehicles quickly, you can prevent crimes from happening. And again, and they, they prove that by going, oh, in Morgan Hill... We pulled this car over and there was a loaded Glock on the fucking hand. So, and then they, they literally say, so we prevented the crime they were about to commit. Okay. But <laughs> like, like, fuck you. How could you prove they were about to commit a crime, yeah. bro? Okay. So I understand. You Robocop. The, the, I, I remember watching, um, anyway. So I know that statistically, um, people who get caught for bank robberies are more, then likely or they are often caught because it's related to the vehicle that they use, like the getaway car. That's like nine times out of 10 or whatever, how they catch bank robbers. Mm -hmm. So are they going to come to the city council and be like, we are preventing bank robberies because, you well, know yeah, what I mean? Cause, like well, see, that's the, that is the theory there. Okay. Um, so a bank was robbed where the, and the city has an array of these cameras they notice a stolen car speeding away from the, that bank and then they catch them on this part of town and on this part of town. So obviously they're, they're probably, maybe they're running away from that bank robbery. So this is the car that you're looking for and you automatically have the plates and the color of it. So it's like, okay, this white Toyota Camry was in that area it's a stolen car it is now moving away from that area there's a probability that a crime that crime was committed with that car and if not it's still a stolen car so there's already a crime attached to it gotcha and um so 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 yeah and oh this is such a great one to uh, i fucking love this 
Martin, people should read Martin Luther King. Do they know that he's a good writer? <laughs> Are people aware of this? So anyway, like uh, going back to, again, no illegal immigrant can vote, which again, that's a whole nother thing. I'm not trying to argue saying, oh, that's all given the right to vote. We should. Um, and so from my belief, I, I don't believe anybody on the city council was ever undocumented. I don't believe the uh, police chief was ever undocumented. I don't believe the city attorney was ever undocumented. I don't believe superstar Patty Barajas, the dope ass fucking note writer. That chick's a hero. <laughs> when she had to read all the comments, man, that chick's badass. Give her a raise. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I'm assuming she was never undocumented. So, so here is what, what uh, Dr. King has to say about people that don't, never had to deal with that. So I guess it's easy for those who've never felt the stinging darts of segregation to say, wait, yep. because again, I believe that's also a big thing, you know, is it, like the council is going to be like, dude, all of this is to help you. Like let, let us give us time to prove, excuse me, give us time to prove that this isn't just to fuck with you. Give us more time. Like this is different now. Now is different now. Is, and it's like, no, no, no that no. time has passed and if you're telling me to wait you're worse than the, the people that are oppressing me you are just right there with them uh, part of the problem and again and this is a, another quote that he where he says when you are forever fighting a degenerating sense of nobodiness then you will understand why we find it difficult to wait there comes a time when the cup of endurance runs over and men are no longer willing to be plunged into an abyss of injustice where they experience the bleakness of corroding despair. I hope, sirs, you can understand our legitimate and unavoidable impatience. And that, number one, is fucking poetry. <laughs> My God, that guy is an amazing writer. But that's what he's saying. He's like, dude... You, it's impossible for you to put yourself in my position. And if you were, you wouldn't wait. You would say, we have to do this now. The time is now. And, and, and that's where I'm like, dude, we are further segregating the city. We're further segregating our people. This is not justice. This is not helping anybody. This is making the job easier for police. Yes. Their arrests are going to go up. Neato. And, and again, I hope I'm not trying to be like, oh, you should allow criminals drive around. That's obviously not the fucking case. You already took such a large portion of the pie already. Can't we just rely on you doing good police work? Why do you need all the bells and whistles and tools and trinkets and all of this other stuff that further income, you know, like comes from the general fund? I mean, that we're we bleed money to the fucking police department. It's ridiculous at this point. Yeah. Well, and also I think a, a lot of people are going to be like, dude, what's the problem? We ain't criminals. Like the only people that are going to get fucked with are maybe yes. a little bit of illegals and, but mostly bad people, gangsters or something. And, and, and this is, Another great quote, and again, this has some harsh language for modern. This is I'm just reading straight uh, Dr. King's words here, but th this is uh, so interesting. Where again, sometimes Mexicans go against Mexicans. Mm -hmm. uh, again, the like, dude, I'm I got a good job, you know. Yeah. I, I I I sell insurance, dog. I have my house paid off on Creek Bridge. Like these fucking criminals on the east side, that's on them if they want to get busted by the cops. And so stolen cars. Yeah. So this this was a great quote here that 
that I, I think kind of shows the, the, the trauma that, that's inflicted. But anyway, so this is uh, what Dr. King has to say. So he's saying that, again, he, feel, he's, he realizes he's standing in the middle because there, there were black Americans that were also saying, dude, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. You're making us look bad, you criminal. <laughs> and there was other people that were like, finally, fuck yeah, you're fighting for us. We will stand behind you. So that's where he, that's where he, this comes from. He says he realizes he's in the middle of this. So he's saying one is a force of complacency made up made up of Negroes who, as a result of long years of oppression, have been so completely drained of self-respect and a sense of somebodyness that they have adjusted to the segregation. And on the other hand, of a of a few Negroes in the middle class who, because of a degree of academic and economic security, and because at points they profit by segregation, have unconsciously become insensitive to the problem of the masses. Yeah. So again, that's another is sometimes, dude, we're people. So you're seeing my my future, my success, my winning, but it's capitalism, dude. You're you're stomping on somebody, and every time you succeed, somebody goes down. And that's another thing that people won't talk about Dr. King. He was an anti-capitalist. Yeah. And so, and that's another thing is that, again, some, not just the council, but a lot of people in Salinas who think they're doing better, who, 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 again, they don't realize that they are so close to, to this. Like if the shit goes bad, you're going to be on the legal immigrant side, bro. Like you ain't going to be invited to the promised fucking wasp land over here. Mm -mm. Um, But I think also like in Western culture, we're very individualistic, like in nature. And I think it's very um, not natural to the way that we should be living. You know what I mean? Like community is something that as humans we need and we thrive off of you know so but i think that most of us like you said you know we think about ourselves and our future and our kids and our you know what i mean our our individualistic perspective of it so yeah it's, need to think on the community scale yeah and then also but and some people can be like bro but now you're just now you're causing problems with the cops you know now you're not gonna piss the cops off because you're trying to such a take money from them you know why create this ruckus, you know? Why, why create tension? Which uh, this is, uh, again, another quote from Dr. King, you know, of, of again, you could try to go the legal way through the court system or whatever, and you, you can not raise your voice. And, and yeah, you can try to, to be peaceful. And that was part of that's what here in this quote, that's what he's responding to. And he says, but I, I must confess that I am not afraid of the word tension. I have earnestly worked and preached against violent tension, but there is a type of constructive nonviolent tension that is necessary for growth. Just as Socrates felt that it was necessary to create a tension in the mind so that individuals could rise from the bondage of myths and have truths to the unfettered realm of creative analysis and objective appraisal, we must see the need of having nonviolent gadflies to create the kind of tension in society that will help men rise from the dark depths of prejudice and racism to the majestic heights of understanding and brotherhood. Nice. I'm like, oh, I get like butterflies on the He's so good. Poetic. Uh, yeah, he's I'm gonna so, read um, the strength to love this year. But um, yeah, and, and that's again because sometimes I feel like why me? Like because everyone, uh, here I go again, 
talking like it, he could feel people rolling their eyes. Your ego. And be like, ego. we have to. Somebody has to be asking these crazy, creating this tension to question it. And again, I'm not saying, hey, bro, let's let's march on on City Hall and burn it down. Let's punch a cop in the face. No, fuck that. No, nonviolent tension. Like, get, use the tools that we have. Um, and, and anyway, that that. I also think, though, that it's very important that if you are of that opinion, like you said, if you're someone who, you know, you're an insurance agent or someone well-to-do, right? You know, you have a quote-unquote, it's, um, Pariska talks about it in her book um, for uh, brown edges, or um, for brown girls with sharp edges and tender hearts. She talks about respectability politics, right? And I think that for those people who do have that mentality of like, you know, well, I have a good job and I have a house and I don't break the law, so I don't have to worry about this. You need to really sit for a moment in your privilege because that's what it is. Um, you need to realize that you have that privilege, uh, the privilege of thinking that because something doesn't affect me, I shouldn't be concerned about it, about whether, you know, the morality of that thing happening. You know what I'm saying? So even for me, I don't intend ever on stealing any cars. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that I can't look at that from a moral point of view and say, even though it won't affect me, I don't think it's the right thing to do in this in my beloved city. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's a it's. I would be standing in a very privileged standpoint to say, well, it doesn't affect me, so I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Very different. No, yeah, exactly. And and it's it's dude, sometimes it, it does take like a very critical thinking, philosophical point of view to be like, wait, how is this harming somebody that I really care about? Mm -hmm. And and again, like I said, that's where that's the angle I'm coming from. I can't come out and say, like, this ain't gonna lower crime. Or oh, this is a stop and frisk with cameras. Like I, I can't, I can't. There's and there's really no evidence for that. But what I'm again, the so again the what is it? The Declaration of Independence. We all as Americans, everybody it doesn't say citizens. It says all all people in this land. Yeah. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, you're depriving them of a good life and liberty, yeah. which ties right into the pursuit of happiness. That in itself is un-American. And you can't hide of the, of the fact that, well, they're technically un-American, so they don't get the, the protection of, of the Declaration of Independence. It's like, no. It's very slippery slope. No, it, exactly. Because if you say they don't get it, again, you're much closer to you getting that taken away. Yep. And that's what we got to be careful of. People are going to be like, are you fucking serious? You think shot spotter and the Declaration of Independence are <laughs> You're just being like came correct with their coffee today. <laughs> but I don't know. I, and again, I get it. I get it that my thoughts are way out there, um, but I have a lot of time on my hands. Yeah, someone was trying <laughs> to tie in, you know, uh, the idea of us or c citizens of, you know, the, the city of Salinas being able to have chickens and peleas de gallos and like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, and, oh, dude, that's another <laughs> thing. And crime. So I don't if want they can make that jump, Oz, I'm sure the Declaration of Independence and yeah. shot fathers are. Dude, right. and I'll yeah. Oh man, I didn't. I, it's already an hour and a half, so I'm not gonna bring up the chicken thing right now. But oh my god, it's so the not. I don't know if it's hypocrisy or just just oh. ignorance, but 
so part of the reason why the police were against people having chickens in in their guard, oh my God, I can't even believe the Chileans police is concerned about that, was again, oh, there's only two uh, permit people or whatever, you know? So they're going to be overwhelmed. And when they're not available to answer a call, we're going to have to go get the call. So you mean code enforcement? Yeah, code permit enforcement. People. Yeah, there's only code two code enforcement. enforcement people. And so they're like, so we're already overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. We're already overwhelmed. And um, so that's going to overwhelm us even more. Well, this fucking license plate thing they're gonna be chasing around stolen cars all over town all of a sudden that's not a concern anymore no not at all and then also oh let me let me end it with this just because this this one is oh i don't know how they can explain this okay all this new technology uh 85 ar-15 so every cop on the force can can have an assault weapon all this in a city that's getting safer yeah why why the, the police love to try out the murder stat murder oh. we had 12 this year and we only had seven last year ah give us a million dollars so and and it, it's dude it's purposely deceitful they're smarter oh, than that yeah, they 100%. know that and i think not only is it purposefully deceitful it's it's purposefully disrespectful to all of the amazing community organizations that are out there on fucking shoestring budgets with people doing shit and getting stuff done. A lot of people who you highlight on this exact show, right? Yeah. Here. And I think it's, it's, it's such a disrespect, um, you know, for them to take all the credit, you know what I'm saying? For all of this, when there's so many organizations and, you know, nonprofits and, just people in our city that fucking cared. La Senora from up the street, you know? Yeah. Like, so, well, yeah, and, it's a disrespect for sure. And, and again, and these are just straight facts. Another thing the police chief was just like, this is just facts, bro. Like, I'm, I'm not putting an opinion here. This is facts. So, okay. So, I look, again, one of the biggest crimes, assault. Not mm-hmm. simple assault, aggravated assault which can be anything from you punching someone to you shooting someone and they they survived. Um, So in 2019, which is the latest statistic that are available from the Salinas police department, this is straight from them. There was 467 aggravated assaults in Salinas reported. Yeah. Not good. Again, that's more than one a day. Um, But in 2018, there was 541 in 2017. There was 564. 2016, 559. The number's going down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, re- you've. So in 2016, we had 559. In 2019, 467. Over a hundred less um, aggravated, aggravated assault. assaults just three years later. And so it's like, okay, cool. Well, put that, contextualize that shit. You know what, what does that mean? I've never heard of that. So the 90s were bad all around. Yeah. The 90s were tough all I around. there on the east side. We so, both did. <laughs> yeah. So again, since 2016, the highest number of, of aggravated assaults that have been in Salinas is 559, which was in 2016. In 1995, there were 950 aggravated assaults. In, yeah, it kind of goes to show how, how bad it really was. 950 in 1995 there were 70,000 less people in the city i'm assuming a whole hell of a lot less cops as well in 19 and again you're like oh maybe it was an aberration 
1996, 884. 1997, 895. 2001, 849. We are wow. half, half the amount of aggravated assaults in this city. Yet the, the police demand more money and, and, and swear that crime is out of control in this town. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, all right, well, this this license plate thing, uh, it goes after stolen cars or something. Mm-hmm. How many Maybe s- we have an epidemic stolen yeah. cars. I don't know. Let, let's check. Let's, bloop, 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 bloop. let's yeah. look, let's look like at these numbers. Frisco's crazy. So in 2000, at start of 2017, in 2017, there was 1,242 reports of stolen cars in Salinas, which again, it's crazy. It's like three or four a day. Uh, in 2018, 1,227 Get one down. 2019, 1,081. Again, keeps going down. It yeah. keeps going down. But I'm like, okay, well, historically, maybe, maybe, yo, know, maybe that's still a lot. All right. Let's let's go from 2005 to 2007. So again, in 2019, we had 1,081. In 2005, 1,504. In 2006, 1,398. In 2007, in 2007, 2,341. I remember that. Five a day. Yeah. Not only that, but there were, I remember, (laughs) I had to get insurance. That was like right around the time I started like driving and I had to get my own insurance and like stuff like that. And I remember I wanted to buy a Honda and my insurance a uh, person said, I don't recommend you driving a Honda. Number one, in our area, they get stolen a lot. And number two, statistically, your insurance will be higher because a lot of people your age get into accidents in things like Honda <laughs> and like shit like that. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, that makes sense. That's when, you know, that whole like racing and stuff like that. Yeah. All those little cars that get stolen all the time. And But they didn't have a shot spotter or, I mean, a fucking thing taking your license plates then or whatever right no well and then so I, okay i was like maybe i don't know maybe something was up with the funding or whatever so i remember 2012 was a bad year for the police funding wise mm-hmm. they were getting cut and because this was four we're four years into the great recession here mm-hmm. the city is literally on the verge of bankruptcy yeah so the the police department is at some of its lowest numbers in years well, maybe that caused crime to fucking ex- increase exponentially. Well, in 2012, there were 1,077 stolen cars, so even less than modern times, and 477 assaults, which, again, right at the 2019 numbers. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is when they were st- struggling, saying, oh, we're running. And, again, don't get me wrong. They probably are running from call to call, but they're running for fucking it's, um, simple uh, assaults. Mm-hmm. which again from my quick little google research that's like if i push someone they call the cops so yeah. if the cops show up like there's no visible you know bruise or anything because once there is something visible then it becomes aggravated assault mm-hmm. so if someone says hey that person pushed me or tripped me and i fell it's that's just simple assault in let's see 2017 i had uh my car sold it might have been 2016 and either 2016 or 2017 i had it my car stolen from the front of my house. 
And I remember it was like gone for a couple days or whatever, right? And um, I got called saying that they had found our vehicle, found my vehicle, and it was on the east side. And I said, okay, like, can I, you know? And they said, you have 15 minutes to come get it right now. If not, the car is going to be impounded. Um, and then you're going to have to pay the tow fee and then pay to get it out of the impound or whatever. So I had an infant child at the time and I had to drop everything I was doing. And luckily, <laughs> you know, I was able to privilege again um, and have someone meet me like out there to like get my car, you yeah. know, and I like asked the officer, like, is it drivable or whatever? And I was like, I have an infant. Could I meet you in, you know, 30 minutes or something? And they said, no, I'm working my beat. You got to be here in 15 minutes or I'm you know, then it's going to get towed, you know? So when I think of this about this, you know, thing, stolen cars and like all this other, it is also a way for the city to make money. Cause you know what I mean? Like, well, and what I don't get cars and well, and statistically we have half the amount of crime or again, assaults. We have half the amount of assaults than we did in the nineties. We have, not not quite double the population, but 75% more population. And yet it it's going down, but the police keep coming to the city council as if they're in the middle of a war that they're on the verge of losing. Yep. But the numbers don't show that. The numbers show the the opposite. And again, and when they're when they're poorly funded, the numbers don't go up. Yep. So, so I, I don't understand why the council can't say, you know what, pause. This 450000 that's going to come out of the budget, it looks like we don't need it. Yeah. It Without the shot spotter, crime was already going down. With it, it's going down at the same rate. It's not going down anymore. But now we might have $450,000 to plant trees on the east side. Yeah. So in 10 years... When we're having a heat wave, like we do all the time now, people aren't walking around all pissed off. All, do the right thing, everybody. Go watch that movie. Hot days do bad stuff to people. Not just that. How about we earmark $450,000 to go into a fund to potentially fund the Alice Alvivancy plan that the community spent hundreds of hours putting together? You know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone says, well, it's so much money. Well, if we put, you know... Every budget season earmark, you know, half a million, a million, find a million here, half a million there, put it away. You know, all of a sudden, four or yeah. five years down the road, you've got a couple million dollars to work with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, because whoever council member or whatever does ever do that, you're automatically going to be labeled an agitator. You're automatically going to be labeled a rabble rouser. And again, you need to go back to the words of Dr. King and and be comfortable in that. Yeah. Understand that that what you're you're doing is a just yes, I am kicking up dust, but I'm not doing that just just to get attention. I'm doing that because it's time for change. Two two people come to mind. Um the late great uh John Lewis, who said we need to come in here and make quote good trouble. Which is, you know, you you need to kick up some dust and make some good trouble. That's how things get done. And also, Hunter S. Thompson from Strange Rumblings and Atslan said, the middle of the road is only popular when nothing is happening. So you need to get out there and kind of, you know, create some ruckus yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, and again, if your heart is in the right place, if you're doing it 
again, don't don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid. Martin Luther King was not afraid of his reputation when he was doing that. He was not afraid of how the white establishment saw him. He wasn't even afraid of how the black establishment saw him. Nope. He was there for the people. And I mean, it sucks. It, it sucks because you can't be like, and now look where he is now because he was ultimately assassinated for his efforts, exactly. which is completely terrible. But again, that's how committed you have to be. That's what needs to, for change. You have to be willing to put your neck out there literally. Literally. And also, I love that you are so heavy quoting a Dr. King for this episode that will release in the month of February. So happy Black History Month. Yeah, I mean, it is. I didn't mean for that. But <laughs> it, it's amazing because it is Black History Month, but this is also American history. Correct. It, and and it's amazing to read this because, again, I don't read this and be like, man, black people have a really cool hero. I'm like, nah, Americans have a really cool hero. Correct. This should be the dude we're, we're following and reading. Um, so, but yeah. Critical race theory is a whole different. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> thing. But anyway. me on the podcast yeah. for that episode. I've got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. And again, I could keep going on and on on this as well. But this is a long episode. But again, it's been a while since we came on. Oh and also, and that's where I, I want it. It's heavy stuff, you know, because it, it's super simple. We could do it 15 minutes and say fuck the police they should get no more money yeah you know but they again suck. that is it's creating a, a bad kind of tension and again we still need that we still need the malcolm x's that you know like john lewis says we got to make good trouble with malcolm x is like burn their fucking house down exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um so we we need all of that you know in order to really enact yes. change fred um, hampton marcus garvey <laughs> and, uh, yeah so but anyway i Hopefully that that you know again there's some good stuff. The good stuff is happening. We're we're getting some really nice upgrades to our parks. We're gonna have a nice new garden. The dump's gonna go out from the middle of town. So a lot of good things are happening. But just because some good things are happening, we can't assume that life is just going in a good direction for everybody. Correct. That that you know we we have we can't assume that. So we have to be aware of of our actions and, and what we do and and who is being left behind. Because a lot of the times you don't notice it because we're not it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I'm going to stop there because I got to head over to Excel. We got some super secret stuff go cracking going on over there. And yeah, brewing up. You guys got some. Yeah. I like I like that I'm in the know, part of the secret, super secret team. Yeah, it's freaking, <laughs> it's freaking cool. Very few people know. But yeah, once more things are solidified, I'm. I'm excited to come out and talk about that. But yeah, I got to go figure that out. I got to get off my soapbox because, again, at this point, it's just the caffeine. That's <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me to be on Selena's Underground podcast. Yeah, th <laughs> thanks for coming on. Of course. Um, again, yeah, it, it really, the back and forth was, was going to lead to a better episode. Yeah. But I hope I, your listeners enjoyed also. Yeah, I, I hope everyone did as well. You can let us know at Instagram at Selena's Podcast or you can send an email to Selena's Underground Podcast at gmail.com, I believe. <laughs> um, again, at Selena's Podcast on Instagram is, is an excellent way to reach out to us. A lot of people do. Sorry for the people that messaged and I didn't realize there are two message sections on Instagram. If you were in the room, I found it. For folder you stayed in there for a hot minute yeah i was like what is this six and i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway yeah so so thanks for reaching out and please continue to do so and and yeah we're 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 back for for this year i got a lot of cool stuff coming up um 
What's Paper Tacos? I, I forget the dude's oh, name. I yeah. think Jesus, but uh, Paper Tacos is going to be our next interview. Jesus Rubalcaba, I yeah. think is his name. Yes. That is freaking cool, man. It's not, yes. not a lot. You know, not a lot of our guests have their products featured on Ellen and stuff like that. So yeah. he's available at a couple Macy's locations as well across California. And um, yeah, he's doing yeah. major things. Yeah. And if you're listening to them, be like, what, who, what, where, what is this? Uh, just just yeah, wait for that. It's mm-hmm. paper tacos. It'll come out in a couple of weeks. And yeah, and actually, no. we're talking about him on a forthcoming episode of A31 Comadres, where we're going to be featuring some kind of like a Latino brands that are available more on a national scale um, that kind of focus on uh, BIPOC folks. So he's one of the companies that we'll talk about. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm excited for that because, again, I, I he reached out to me. I don't really know much. You know, I did my Internet stalking after he reached out, but okay. that'll be cool. Anyway, again, if if. You know, yeah, you want to hear more stuff, you can check out all of our shows on Salad Bites Media. Of course, A31 Comadres is, is a good place to go. And, yeah, we'll catch you all next week. Peace. Ciao.